Right, Harry, did you see that ludicrous display last night? The champion is in clearly. And he tee up someone in red. In he goes to one. It's a trap What about that? Oh, there's the winner. And guess who? Lionel Messi. Two well-matched teams, but maybe one little genius is the difference. Hello and welcome to an all-nation football podcast special. This week we're going all things hips. And I'm joined today by my brother, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Hello. Nice to be here. Mark, with that, um, I'm sure the listeners will point out that um, you've got a very English accent. And why is it that we're big hippies, despite the fact that we sound like we should be West Ham fans? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I probably sound more West Ham than you. Uh, It's just family, isn't it? Like our family are originally from Edinburgh. and we moved around a lot when we were kids. It's too boring to explain everything. But we, when we started to watch football, when I started to watch football, as I'm a fair bit older than you, um, it was hips. We were, I was nine, eight or nine, and my, our uncle took us um, when we were living back up in Edinburgh. And we've just been going ever since then. That one game, we beat East 5-1 in a Scottish Cup game in, uh, I think, 89, 90, sometime like that. That was my first game. Then I started taking you, and it's just from there. We've always been hips fans. Even when we moved back down south, we used to come up to games all the time. Though I don't sound, I was technically, I was born in Edinburgh, even though I am very much don't sound like it. Technically, <laughs> or, or, and actually born in Edinburgh as well as technically. <laughs> and um, one, one, Mark may have worked on movies, but its biggest claim to fame is, Mark, what's your biggest claim to fame? Oh, what, being a Hibs mascot in 90, yeah. after the week after we won the League Cup in, uh, in, in 91, after we beat Dunfermline 2 0, I was the mascot the week later against Hearts. Exactly. Uh, we drew one 0. We were in the middle of our not beating them for 20 whatever games it was or something like that in the early 90s. I still have the pictures in my house of me with the League Cup and the Skull Cup. You were there, though you were only about three, so you don't, don't think you remember it that well. Yeah, my three first the game was in Edinburgh Derby. Not many hips fans first game was in Edinburgh Derby, that's for sure. True. You weren't that interested at all, but you were a bit later on. Exactly. Hi, and, and now we're obviously, we're both season ticket holders, even though yep. I have a season ticket this season, that's just meant watching Hibs TV and listening to David Hannah talk absolute bollocks. I know, it's frustrating when you live, what is it, I live about a 10 minute walk from the stadium, and then and half the time the bloody game doesn't work on the internet, I'm like, how is this not working? It's just around, I can almost see it. You could have a wire from the stadium to your house. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> have one of them tin cans on a string and I could hear what's going on. So going on from here, we're recording on the 30th, on the evening of the 30th, and the last game of 2020 has just taken place, and we lost 2-0 to Ross County in, I think, definitely the worst performance of the season. Yeah, how would you sum up the performance today? It was just, it was definitely the worst that we've, we've played. It's, it was frustrating because we started off okay. We sort of, I thought we were sort of in a 3-5-2. I find that the hardest thing when you're watching games now on rather than being at the game you can't really see in the shape of the team is really hard because I'm so used to being three quarters of the way up in the stadium and looking down but I think we sort of started three five two and Dre Wright was in the middle which is a lot I don't really know why but and but I think maybe just trying to get pushed Deutsch and uh, Doig and Boyle up on the wings but yeah we started off all right and then they scored and then nothing really we didn't really create very much everyone just looked tired there was no energy there was no tempo 
Yeah, and then I think the lack of squad depth really showed today. Just the fact that we couldn't bring anyone on because we didn't have anybody. We basically picked the, the eleven fit players that we had. Yeah, and I mean you could see that maybe the game at Ibox took a bit more out of the players than we maybe maybe Jack Boys even realised himself. Well, we played a lot of games in the last little while. It's a short space of time as well with the League Cup games going through. You know all the league games plus the Scottish Cup semi-final from last season. Like there's been a lot to fit in, and it's just I think prioritised quality over quantity, which you know you could say has has worked for the majority of this season. It showed today that that was a problem because we just didn't have anyone without what we had five six players out injured, and it showed. Even like though I'd slag him off a lot, like someone like Stevie Mallon would have been perfect, or Kyle McGuinness for a game like this where. They sat off us. There was a lot of space in midfield. They could have done something, added a bit of zip or tempo, but um, it just there wasn't any of it, and no one, no one performed well either. Everyone was. I didn't think anybody had a decent game. Yeah, and we actually had a lot of free kicks today as well. So had Stephen Mallon been on the pitch, one one of his free kicks may have made a difference. Yeah, I thought I set pieces have been poor the last. I think I felt like the last two games we had a lot of corners against Rangers as well. And we didn't really do a lot with them, and I think. Halberg and Newell have been on on set pieces and they've been okay. But I did, apart from that Halberg free kick that was on target, but well, I was never going in. There was I didn't think our set plays were good at all. We had a lot of corners that were hitting the first man. You know they played well. They frustrated us. They gave away a lot of clever fouls. I thought there was a lot of just breaking up momentum. Whenever we looked like we were getting up a little ahead of steam, they'd just do a cheeky little foul. The ref. Possibly could have uh, Vegas got booked early on and could have got booked again. He should have been sent off. Yeah, it was definitely a booking. and he got subbed not long after that. Um, so it was frustrating because they 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 had a game plan and it worked well. We let but we just let as well, like the first goal, we just let that boy drift in off the left hand side, let stood off him. And I thought the keeper might have been at fault, but watched it back again. I don't think he was. He just didn't really have it was just right in the corner and it was unsighted and the fence was rubbish, just stood off uh-huh. him again. To be honest with you, I got that about Bands too, and Bands got done like that in the League Cup as well, with a shot going like into like low down. He seems yeah. to be a better like kind of shot stopper type keeper. Um, he probably he probably could have saved it. He probably could have got down a bit quicker. But on the replay, I thought maybe a bit less. But I mean, shouldn't be allowed to shoot like that from the edge of the box and bend it round the centre half so that he's unsighted anyway. But everyone just stood off him. I think it was Hanlon Amigin didn't really didn't close them down at all yeah it was almost like you're you've not scored in five games you're 25 yards out you're not going to score and then they did yeah exactly i kind of felt like he didn't expect us county to offer any kind of a threat and when they started to offer a threat people were like ah what do we do now i mean the thing is they didn't offer that they scored then they had a decent passage of play where they had like a couple of corners and some half chances And then they didn't really do much else other than when they scored and maybe a couple of other things second half. But what they did do was not let Hibs play and they defended well. And that's kind of all you'd expect them to do, really, at Easter Road. And we just didn't have any kind of... We've struggled a few times like that when teams sit in against us like that to to break them down unless everyone's on their game or at least a couple of players are on their game. But... Nisbet didn't have a good game. Boyle was pretty awful. Newell was not at his best. Halberg had his worst game for a while. Dre Wright was non-existent. Yeah, Deutsch missed two two good chances. I sort of half missed the one he put over the bar because it was 
bath time in my house for my child. But uh, <laughs> not, not for you. <laughs> not for me. Um, so yeah, I just no one was. I just you could feel that had been coming with the the amount of games we've had to play, and we've been a bit off recently. I felt like we might have a performance like that in us, and we've always got. It's always going to happen every now and again with Hibs. That kind of leads me on. So going into 2021, do you think that the team today and the fact we didn't really have anything on the bench, do you think that shows that we need to be making a few transfers in the in January, putting a few players in? Yes and no. I mean, when we have a fully fit squad, then you know it's not a bigger worry. But I think if Allen's going to continue to be out for a lot of the season. McGuinness is going to be stop-start. Murphy's massively injury-prone. Yeah. Then probably I think we need another forward player I'd bring it, And we need another centre-half, really, because we've only got three, and one of them's Darren McGregor, and he's, like, my age. So, well, not quite, but not far off. He's got a better beard as well. But uh, so I think if we could... But we don't, I don't know if we... You know, it's not going to be easy. You don't have a lot of money. It's not exactly an easy market in January anyway, but... I'd be looking at centre half and another like attacking winger slash striker. Yeah, someone you, maybe someone more like Deutsch because when Christian Deutsch isn't playing well, we don't got anybody who's like him. There's no other player who can hold. I mean, this bit could sort of hold it up, but not really. It's pretty hard though, to bring in a player like Deutsch. You can hold the ball up and head of it. Having someone like McNulty in within the squad maybe would be quite good, but obviously he's now at Dundee United. McNulty's massively overrated. I wouldn't have him. He's not good enough for Hibs. He's barely good enough for Dundee United. I wouldn't have him. He's been pissed this season and I didn't ever think he was that good at Hibs. <laughs> it, but yeah, look, we do need another striker though because obviously there was no striker on the bench. We don't have a striker injured. We just, we've only got two and out, two out and out strikers at the club. Yeah, I can't really tell if Jamie Gullen's a striker or a winger or quite what he is yet. And I'd like to see him maybe get more of a game from the start but I'm not quite like 4-4-2 can you really play that's I think why he took Josh Doig off and put Stevenson on was because he was going to put gun on left wing and he knows he doesn't he's not going to defend Dre Wright will at least trap back yeah. and do some defending if he isn't going to do anything else so that's why I think he did that with Stevenson so I'd be yeah I'd be interested another to take the pressure off as well like when there's like it that, that game 20 minutes to go you can yeah. chuck a 19-year-old, and that's all you've got. A 21-year-old who hasn't played much, that's all you've got. Yeah. Like, in this bit, or Doi, Christian Doig got injured for any length of time. They both had a few injuries this season, and then we haven't. We can play 4-3-3. Like, we can play, like, one central striker. We can have Boyle and Murphy as the wingers, and I think that is a formation that we can do, but you still want another striker, I think. But the problem was, like, for example, today we needed to go for it, so we needed to bring more yeah. attacking players on, and the only option really would have been to put Boyle further forward, but then you wouldn't find anything out wide at all. So, no, and we were missing like our three most attacking midfielders today, or four really, because Murphy was out, Allen, McGuinness, and Stevie Mallon. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Stevie Mallon fan, but basically all our attackers were out injured. Yeah, exactly. But all of our like any backup we had for any of our attacking players were all out, and none of our attacking players played on. So it, it, it didn't bode well. So, yeah, definitely another attack and definitely a centre-half because if Portius or Handling gets any kind of injury, then we're a bit screwed. Yeah, no, I think, I think we have to sign it. We have to sign a centre-half a in January. We have to, even if it's just someone on loan from down south or something. Yeah, just there doesn't seem to be any young players, any young centre-halves coming through development. And 
I think, yeah, we... Well, we I think it needs to be someone experienced anyway. I think it needs to be a more experienced centre-half to come in. Because, someone who can play yeah. when we need it. Like, Hanlon and Porches have been good this season, but they've both had dips. I think Porches has been a lot better recently, though he wasn't very good tonight. Um, to be honest with you, I actually thought he was maybe one of our better players, but maybe that's not saying a hell of a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, he somehow got a man of match, but I think Tammy managed to close his eyes and pointed at the team sheet and it was the first <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he, he, was, he was decent today. Tammy was slagging off his passing, but I think he was talking absolute shite. Um, and Portis's passing has been quite what good. What happens when you let we, we just talk football? Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Portis probably was one of our better players today, but Ed, I mean, by better, he was maybe six out of ten as opposed to four or five like everybody else. Like, if you were to play your the best team in the formation, do you think three, the kind of like five three two is our best formation? The best way of playing on? I don't know. I don't think, I don't know how you fit Jamie Murphy in that formation. And he's probably our best attacker, one of our best players. Personally, I would quite like a four three three. I'm just not. It just means Nisbet has to play as a central striker on his own. But I think if you get Boyle and Murphy close enough to him, then that would work. And then you'd have Gog- I'd have Gogic, Newell, and how well probably Scott Allen if he's fit. But I don't know how fit Scott Allen's going to be. Kyle, or possibly Scott McGuinness. Kyle McGuinness now. Maybe McGuinness if either either of those two, someone like that. It's, it's hard to tell who you would have in your top 11 when everyone's fit because everyone hasn't been fit this season we don't quite know I haven't seen enough of Carl McGuinness at Hibs to know what he's going to do and I don't know how fit Scott Allen's going to be so yeah. you know fully fit Scott Allen alongside Halberg oh, alongside Gogic and Newell would be a you know a, yeah, that, would be good. that would be good but if 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 McGuinness and and then you'd have you know your back fourth McGinn Porteous Hanlon and then probably still Stevenson I understand Sir Stevenson. I I think Dyke still I to be honest, the more and more I watch Dyke, the more I think he needs to time out on loan somewhere. So I think he's gonna get enough game time with us, but I think he needs protecting. Like he's left wing back. He was very good against Rangers and kept Tavernier quiet and but he's better in that three five two. I think in a four four two he gets a bit exposed because he doesn't have that same cover. Like Hamlin covers him quite well when we play that three five two. That's what I do like the three-five-two because, but only if it's McGinn and Hanlon and Porteous, or because McGinn does that what Effie did when we played the three-five-two. He sort of plays right back at the same time because Boyle pushes so far forward. But I think, I think you lose something with Boyle as right wing back. I don't think. I think so. Right. So that's why I personally, though it's only one central striker, and fucking every Hibs fan will probably slaughter me because of the amount of them that complain about not playing two up front. But I think it's actually playing three up front. That sort of that that trio could work with a decent midfield behind them, but not for every game. I just don't think four four two really works. And sometimes, and then you can go to three five two when you need to. You can push ball out right and bring Christian Deutsch in, and and probably bring not have Louis Stevenson at left wing back. <laughs> no, you couldn't play Louis Stevenson at three five two, could you? That's why he's better in like that sort of. 4-4-2 or 4-3-3. But I don't know if you have to have one formation or even one start at 11 that's the best because I think that's one of the things Jack Ross has done really well is that he's got, he can adapt the team to whoever we're playing or the tactics or who's available or, do you know what I mean? So I think it's fine to do that. Like, that's what modern football is. But, but then if you're going to the, if you're going to look at the League Cup semi-final, that's probably, that would be what I would play 
um, maybe with Kyle McGuinness playing instead of Scott Allen. Yeah, well, Scott Allen won't be fit by then, I don't yeah. think. You don't, yeah, yeah. You feel that Scott Allen might not play 90 minutes again, at least not this season anyway. Well, he barely played 90 minutes last season. Like He was always getting subbed after 70 minutes. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if Scott Allen plays much of a of a big part until the, the run in till like March, April time. I mean Jack Sorry. We would have won the League Cup by then, won't we? So that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well if we win the League Cup and finish fourth, I'd take it as a decent season. Yes. But I think I mean I think fourth the minimum we should finish. We are by some distance better than the eight other teams that aren't Aberdeen, Southwark and Rangers in the league. And we should yeah. be the, the, there's a lot of shite in this SPFL this season, in the SPL this season. Not no, there is. If you look at the table now, we're we're eleven points above Dundee United, who are in fifth, but we're only two points. We're two points behind Aberdeen, and Aberdeen have two games in hand on us now. One of them's against Celtic, there. Yeah. Um, they always chuck it against them. The other ones, whoever they were playing tonight, they got called off. How can you have a frozen pitch when it's plastic? At least in Scotland, we're having games called off because of the weather. It's quite nice to see a game called off for the weather in Scotland. Um, I know. Now it's been COVID-related. Ruined my fantasy football this week, Rajan. Um, one thing I wanted to... One last kind of thing on the team and transfers and stuff is just before we started recording, I was talking about like players who are out on loan and whether you'd recall any of them for January. And I would say maybe Fraser Murray would be... He's, had a pretty decent time, although he got an injury. He's had a pretty decent time on loan at Dunfermline the first half of the season. And he's someone who actually, if he'd come off the bench today, maybe he could have helped. Yeah, I think it depends how long McGuinness, Manlon, and Allen will be out for because he's basically this plays in the same position as all three yeah, of them, and they're all probably ahead of him. And Jamie Murphy out wide, do you know what I mean? And Dre Wright. So he's got all these. So if, yes, today he would have been perfect, but. Uh, how long are those three all, all going to be out for all at the same time? I'm not sure how long that's going to happen. So I I, I like Fraser Murray, but I'm s- still not sure. I think maybe playing week in, week out in a championship for a decent team is better for him at the moment. And then maybe we can see where he's at at the end of the season for next year. Yeah, I guess I guess if, if Kyle McGuinness and Scott Allen aren't going to be back for, say, three or four months, then yeah. you would recall them. Yes, definitely. But I think if... I think McGuinness is just these niggling injuries because he's been out for so long before that. Scott Allen, we don't really know, so we don't know when he's coming back. And I think the other thing we need to do is keep Jamie Murphy fit. Yeah, well, I just I don't know how I don't know if you can keep Jamie Murphy fit, but just play him as much as we can when he plays because he's by some distance been our best player this season. I think. Oh, 100 percent. Nisbet. Well, him and Nisbet has has been more consistent, but I'd say those two have been our two best players this season. And um, do you think there's any chance of Kevin Nisbet being away in January? No, I don't see that. They're saying Sheffield United, but I mean, they're like two points this season. I'm not sure they want to, like, they probably want to be buying someone who's better than Kevin Nisbet, if I'm honest, if they want to, they don't want to get relegated. Yeah, they've already got two Scottish strikers who aren't scoring for them in in Burnley. I mean, I don't know if you... I mean, is Oliver Burke a striker? Is he even really a football player? I thought he just ran around a lot. Um, and they've also got, like, a 21-year-old young striker in Ryan Brewster. So, I think 
I don't see why they buy yet another young, unproven striker to play with all their other unproven strikers. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Surely, surely their best bet is to sign find someone who's like they know could score goals. To be honest with you, one person, not it's not hoops related, but they should be signing someone like Igalo, who's on who's at Man United at the moment, if they want someone to score goals. Kevin Nisbet's not going to come in and save them from relegation. No, I don't think he'll go in January. I don't even think he'll go in the summer. I think he'll give it another season. I mean, it's hard hard to judge what's going to happen over the next little while because, you know, the world's slightly different than it was this time last year. But um, I I think we'll get get another... I think he needs another season at Hibs before... I think he should stay another season at Hibs before he goes anywhere else. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, obviously, we hope that by the start of next season... We, we have pull-outs back and stuff and he start to... Because I know that Ron Gordon's got plans for the club that he wants to put forward, but he can't do anything at the moment. No. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Um, OK, so just to kind of finish up, 2020 has been a pretty shite year for everyone. Um, it's not really been the greatest of years for Hibs either, but what, what is your favourite moment of 2020 for Hibs? It's quite difficult because I think I sort of had to break it into three, you know, just just to be difficult. But I suppose like one is because like there's the best moments for when we were in the stands stadium, yeah. which was not much of the year, and that the probably the best game of the year was when we beat Inverness in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. That was like a five-two, yeah. loads of goals. It was an evening kickoff. I was probably had like one pint, so I was probably drunk. Yeah, I um, I, I ended up in why not at the end of the night. Why would you? Um, <laughs> Omiyanga scored. Like, do you know what I mean? It was like it's always. It was. It felt like a oh, semi-finals, and and it, that was like a good. That was a good night. And other than that, this year, that was because inside. Just other than that, going to Easter Road, we didn't have that many. We drew a couple of games and we lost to Hearts. And we beat Ross County was the last game I think we won in the league. Or that I saw us winning the league at Easter Road. And then I suppose there's then there's the like. The first game back after lockdown was like quite exciting, even though it was like novelty value of it. Yeah, and like watching it on Hibs TV and like zooming people because I randomly I was in Estonia, so like being in another country and so that was quite fun. And even that whole first bit of like lockdown and Hibs being back was fun because it was like our oh, football Hibs are back and it felt a bit more positive though in the summer before it all went to shit again. Yeah, so. Those those have all been highlights, but on the pitch, as you had, you're right. Is though we haven't actually lost that many games this year. No. Um, and then I suppose, and then off the pitch, I think you know that having the NHS stuff on the shirt though has been a good money spinner. But also just not, I hated us having marathon, but I hate betting in football, and I hate betting companies being part of it. So I was really happy when we got rid of them, and to have like the community foundation and then and then to do the thank you NHS stuff. I think that was a big. Thing to be doing that during, you know, sort of leading away a little bit on that stuff during lockdown. I think was really good from the club and showed some of the yeah. positive things. I, th- I think, I think, in a time where a lot of clubs in Scotland lost a lot of class, I think it was one of the sides that did show a bit of class during the whole pandemic. Yeah, though we got slags for signing players, us we did cuts, but I think that's just a bit silly. Yeah, that's just because people like you and Murray are jealous. And then we pay all our players back anyway. Who took pay cuts? Yeah, every player's been paid back, um, and we we have yeah we have 
made people redundant, but you know, every business all over the world has done that in the last few Lost fifty percent of our revenue stream, would you expect? Yeah, exactly. What was uh, your highlight? I think the Inverness game was definitely the best game I attended in twenty twenty. Um, the best game we played was when we beat uh, Motherwell three 0 and that's the best yeah. performance I've seen from Hibs this season. Um, going with the two old term sides was great, but we should have beaten Celtic, so that was a bit frustrating. At the same time. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that we signed some like someone like Kevin Nisbet in the summer, because I think Kevin Nisbet could go on and be our best signing since John McGinn. I think he's got a big feature in the game. Yeah, he has been a great signing. I think we made some good signings, him and Jamie Murphy, as we talked about, and yeah. um Gogic has been in and out recently, but it's still been a really good signing. Yeah, I think the difference with Kevin Nisbet though was I know other teams were looking at him, but he was a bit of a gamble because he'd come from lower league yeah. and, and he'd failed originally at the top. So to come to come back was always going to be a bit of a risk. And yeah, and he's also, a hips fan as well, though, isn't he? Well, yeah, exactly. And he, um, like everyone was talking up Shanklin last season in the championship and Kevin Nisbet's gone to prove that he's a much better striker. And, um, he could even be at the Euros. Hopefully, he carries on how he is, and I, hope, I think he'll be in the Euro squad. I mean, it'd have to be wrong. Got any other strikers, Scotland? So I've got no choice. Well, uh, Lee Griffiths has started playing for him as well for Scotland. Nisbet Griffiths and uh, and Ollie McBurney to back up Linton Dykes. Well, um, Ollie Shaw scored today. Maybe, maybe he was once. Um, it was once <laughs> said he was the best young talent in Europe. So you know. Yes, I saw he didn't celebrate either. Oh. That's Which nice. seems a bit pointless when there's no fans there. <laughs> I I love the fact that Ollie Shaw's hair looks like he should be in like Peaky Blinders or something. I don't know how the hell he keeps it like that for the whole game. Because <laughs> he doesn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite good today, actually. Yeah, he got an assist and a goal. I know. Um, all right then, so that's pretty much it. Going into 2021, just before we finish up, are we going to win a trophy in 2021? Yes. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> right, Harry, did you see that ludicrous display last night? The champion is in the And he teed up someone in red. And he goes to look. It's a trap. What's about that? <laughs>